You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast. I have some great stuff to talk about. GSM versus CDMA. Also known as A2DP. The iPhone is here. Singular is going to be transitioning back over to AT&T. Mickey Papillon is a cell phone junkie. Both Singular and Verizon. I switched to a BlackBerry. All right. Here we go. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this episode of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. And we are up to show number 76 of The Cell Phone Junkie. Hey, Joey, we're recording midweek. This is a little bit different for us. It is. But, uh, you know, we'll be... Uh, we had a, a little change in plans, and uh, we'll be releasing this over the weekend, and so you'll be able to listen to us and talk about all the stuff that we know as of midweek, and we'll see how much things change, so it'll be very interesting. But a couple of uh, personal things before we get into our regular uh, show topics. Joey, you have finally taken the plunge, and yes. you are the proud owner of a new two-year agreement with Sprint. Oh, <laughs> uh, you had to rub that in, didn't you? I, of course I do. You haven't had a contract in how many years? <laughs> uh, it's been at least f- four or five years, I believe. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm glad that we finally, uh, you finally are taking the plunge and getting something. So why don't you tell everybody about what, what you've decided to go with? Well, as the rumor has been going, I did decide to order a Centro. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to get a red one. It sounds like they're going, going to be shipping me the black one because they didn't have the red one in their quote-unquote system. Anyway, I'll see if, sto- if a Sprint store can exchange it for me. But anyway, moving on. Uh, basically, they were able to improve my plan a little bit. Uh, the retention plan I've had for a very long time. Um, give me a pretty good, uh, pretty good deal. So I'm basically spending about the same amount. I've got some more minutes coming and I'll have the faster data. And um, some free text messages. So, I'm excited about the Centro. I've done a lot of research on it and a lot of forum browsing. And it looks like everybody's pretty darn happy with it. Um, It sounds like they've really taken the next step with Trio line and created the Centro. Packed everything that the the top of the line Trio has. uh, Made this one pretty good. So, um, can't wait to actually jump into the world of Bluetooth and some streaming uh, internet uh, good stuff on there, a little bit better of a web browser. And last but not least, it'll be great to actually send and receive SMS text messages. I think that's got to be the the funniest thing that you were on your old phone that you, I mean, you were able to, but you had no idea who they were coming from. No, it always shows uh, unknown sender. Uh, it's always blank. Um, Unless a Sprint person sent it to me, then once in a while it'd show me who it came from, but mostly not. And uh, some people had wrote third-party apps to actually send SMS messages, which worked most of the time, but not all the time, and you had to know what carrier the person was on anyway. Um, so I, I guess I was able to kind of send messages, but it was still not easy to do. So I am ready for the upgrade, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of excited. I know it's not a, a flip phone style, but it is small enough to put in my pocket, which is really my uh, requirement. So I, I'm sure you've been doing your research, but what sorts of um, challenges or non-challenges are you going to face with the software that you use? Because you do have a lot of software for the Palm, and um, I did wonder that. And that was, I know, a big factor in sticking with uh, the Palm OS is because you are, have invested a lot of not only money but time. Um, where, where, do we, where do you sit on that? Well, where I sit on that is uh, what I primarily use is, is Take Phone, which I've mentioned before, recommended before for dialing. Um, that will be basically unchanged with the exception of now being on a high-res screen, which will make it look a lot prettier. And uh, Datebook 6, which is also going to look prettier on the new phone and run a lot faster, obviously, due to the new processor. I'll be jumping up to a 312 megahertz from my 66 that I have right now. And um, and that'll be compatible as well. Um, other applications like Documents to Go, uh, it comes with Professional 10 that includes all the apps. Um, the new thing that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Push Email, which I believe runs through Versa Mail. And there's a few other options 
that you can get for Palm as well, but I'll be running Exchange Server on that, so I think Versamil will handle it. So that's exciting as well. Um, those are primarily what I use. I, I guess I use Pocket Quick in some, and I use a couple of car or gas mileage logging programs pretty regularly. But uh, the Datebook and the Take Phone are pretty much the, uh, the the major players. Okay, well that's good. And any uh, any comments from anyone in the forums that you read of anything that's working or not working? I'm assuming everything should should be able to transfer over with no problems. Yeah, it looks like everything should transfer over without uh, much problems as long as I do my uh, import correctly. I mean, I don't want to stick the new phone right on my current HotSync software and expect that, expect that it's going to sync up. I'll probably, you know, obviously since I'll sync my phone before, my current phone before I sync the new phone, I will have a updated copy in Outlook. So Outlook itself will overwrite my the, the new Palm and create the databases that way. Okay. All right. So that sounds like uh, sounds like you should be in good shape with that. So that's good. Yeah, I hope so. I had a problem this week with my current phone due to the uh, time change this weekend. For some reason, the uh, the pocket mirror sync decided that all the the appointments have changed, and it you know because of the time change, so it went through and resunk all five thousand of my previous. Uh, appointments and created a tons of duplicates and just made a big mess of the situation oh. um yeah and so i had i had to sit there for a couple of hours reloading uh a backup and it, it was kind of annoying yeah no kidding now that's that's one of the the issues that you just i've always found to be one of the most annoying things when it comes to synchronizing a mobile device is is having that duplicate because i've had it happen countless times and and whether it's an issue you know on the user's end from accidentally you know changing a setting that causes it to do it or something you know that's out of your control like a time change which should be picked up on all you know the operating systems that you're using is uh it's oh i i feel for you because that's just awful yeah it really is i i know when i move my computer from arizona back to the central central time that all of my appointments changed changed their time. So in Outlook, when you have the you know the all day appointment, they all they all started spanning two days. They were in an hour the previous day, and then they were for you know the the twenty three hours the next day. So they showed up as you know odd appointments, all of them. And of course, there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them that did this. So it is kind of frustrating. Um, when you've got that, but that's more of an outlook issue. That's not even really a palm issue. So, hmm. Okay. Well, that I know exactly. <laughs> that whole twenty. It's like yeah, it's an hour on one day and twenty three on the other day. Yeah, that's that's always yeah. fun. Always a good yeah. time. It's real effective. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, guess what? Dun, da, 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 dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Somebody else has a two-year contract. Somebody else has a two-year contract, and it's uh, not with Sprint. It's not with T-Mobile, and it's not even with Verizon. Um, I did make the switch, and I'm over with AT&T now. And like I probably mentioned on the last show, I did decide to switch over to the Tilt, so I no longer have a BlackBerry. Um, there's, I'm going to go through, I've actually got quite a bit to talk about on this, and I wanted to go through some of the, both sides of, of my, um, my experience so far. Um, so far, I'm, I, the phone itself, you know, it's a Windows Mobile 6 device, and it's got, you know, the, the very cool sliding keyboard with the tilt-up screen, and uh, I'm in the Phoenix metropolitan area, so I get the, the high, high-speed 3G speeds. Um, I did a one-speed test with uh, half the signal strength, and I was getting about 500 kilobits. Uh, I haven't taken the time to do it where I was very close to a tower, but I'm guessing it would be upwards of a megabit, so that's pretty good. Uh, the camera is pretty decent on it. I was fairly happy with a, a few test pictures that I took with it, you know, and it's got, of course, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and that all works just fine, plus a ton ton of bloatware this AT&T just garbage that they throw on it that's just just ridiculous I'm not not a big fan of that um so 
let me talk just a little bit about the process. So uh, we went out to an AT&T store last night and brought our account information, Our obviously had our, our social security number and had the tax ID number for my wife's phone from the company uh, that she was uh, previously with because you need that to do the port, as well as the password for my account and the password for her account. You basically hand all this information over to AT&T. They run it through their system, do a credit check, all that, um, stick in all your information, and within less than a half hour, you walk away with um, essentially two phones that you can make calls out on and uh, two phones that you can make that you receive your calls on. Uh, the porting process this time was a little bit, took a little bit longer than my previous experience when I switched from Singular over to Verizon. Uh, in the summer of 2006. But at the same time, um, it was to be expected because it was after, I guess, after business hours. And um, I had already, I had placed an internet order. So the process had already gotten going uh, when I switched over to Verizon. So that being said, uh, I woke up this morning and I still had two different phones. But by mid-morning, I think it was about 9.30 uh, is when I realized that uh, I had received my first call um, on the tilt. So the porting process was was relatively pain, painless, I guess. Um, no real issues with that, and everything seems to be working correctly. Got on AT&T's site. All the calls are being billed correctly. Mobile-to-mobile calls are on AT&T are now showing up as mobile-to-mobile calls. So it, it, uh, it picks everything up right away. So very, very smooth transition on that. Uh, onto the phone itself. Um, let's just say when I, I got the phone, uh, they put the SIM card in it put the battery on it and the phone booted up and immediately froze. <laughs> so a soft reset um, allowed me to get into the setup screen where you, anyone who's used a pocket PC knows you tap on the screen and it pulls up, you know, you, you have to basically do the alignment uh, of the screen with the stylus. No big deal. Got through all that, uh, walked through the steps, got it all set up and HTC uh, loads um, all the rest of the ROM information onto the phone and you are on your way. So one of the first things that I did, of course, was to type in the information for my exchange server and um, was able to easily get all that stuff in and it immediately starts synchronizing your messages, your calendar, your contacts, and your tasks. That, of course, is a very nice change. Uh, when I came, when I was using the BlackBerry, the only thing that would synchronize over there, of course, for me was email because I was using the, the um, internet service. And the rest of the stuff had to be done over the computer, so that was a, that was that was pretty nice. It was kind of one of those you know ah refreshing, uh, refreshing things. Does Memo uh, sync over the air with the, the full version no. of Windows Mobile? No, okay. it does not. Um, See, that's annoying to me. Yeah, I, I really don't know, Joey, on that one why they've decided to exclude that one. Um, I, I'm sure there's a good reason for it. But I I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean. Basically, you, reason. Yeah, of course. Well, it's it's Microsoft, so I guess reason is we just want to pull it out so that you're still tethering your phone to your computer to synchronize your notes, which ActiveSync just absolutely stinks at. Anyway, <laughs> so um, so I, I got all that stuff set up, and uh, then we decided to to run out and uh, take a look at some of the some furniture for whatever reason. Anyway, so while we we're waiting for someone to bring some furniture up. I decided to download the latest version of Sling Player. No big deal. Went over to the Sling site, downloaded the cab file, installed it, had the um, information for the actual Sling box that I have, threw that in and launched the Sling box and was watching it over the HSDPA connection. And it was awesome. It looked beautiful until I tried to put the screen back from landscape into portrait. And what do you know? Completely locked up. Soft reset number two. Well, once that got back up and running, I thought, okay, well, at least it works. That's fine. Pop on over to Skype site. I go to Skype site, download the Skype software, which Joey and I just tried a little bit ago on a call. And in it, I mean, Joey, your honest opinion. Um, it was a it was a a, a relatively non choppy conversation, but I could hear myself repeating back, which of course is very distracting. Yeah, and um, you said I was echoey as well. Yeah, it it may have just been the room you were in, but uh, I you know I don't know how that works exactly. But it, it, can you use a headset with that? 
you know, I, I need to try it. I need to figure out if I, my guess is that I'll be able to use an A2DP Bluetooth headset, but I don't know if you can use an actual just regular stereo Bluetooth headset because that's that's just routing the audio, I believe, for phone calls. And I don't know if it's going to work for that because the audio by default gets routed through the, the speaker um, on the speakerphone. So that's kind of whatever, uh, you know, I, I don't know how that all works together. So I installed Skype, and, and that I had no problems with that. Then I installed uh, Windows uh, Live Search. Um, recently found out about that. Oh, I didn't find out about it, but found out how kind of cool that was. And um, ha- ended up spending a little bit of time monkeying with that to get that working. Um, and one of the biggest things I was trying to do was to get it to function with the built-on GPS. And I'll be honest, the GPS receiver is extremely sensitive. And when you use it with live search, you can zoom in to a very, very small area. I would say probably 100 foot by 100 foot uh, square. And it tracks your every step. Um, and especially when you throw it into the satellite mode, um, you know, the 3G connection keeps up with the satellite data. And it's, I mean, it is absolutely freaky. It's like if you were wearing a triangle on your head, walking through a parking lot, it looks exact. It looks down like on you, like you're walking. It was really kind of cool. Um, that being said, in the process of getting the GPS set up, there's a quick GPS program on the device that caused me to do reset number three. Um, or was it four? I'm not I'm trying to remember which one I'm up to at this point. <laughs> anyway, so so that was kind of cool. So anyway, so that was that was last night. Well. Uh, today I got to use it on my first full day at the office and certain things that I noticed were number one, Joey, you are always my first call. And last night I couldn't make any calls out on it because of, uh, it was too late. So I called you first thing this morning and you were greeted by what? Dead silence. Dead silence. So after what, maybe three calls (laughs) of dead silence, soft, Uh soft reset number, I guess we're up to four now. Um, finally got it working and, or got, was able to place a call and, um, okay, so whatever, no problem. Um, the email started to roll in on the, the, on the, the push email that I have, and that's pretty nice. Got to use the keyboard a little bit. Well, guess what? Um, I don't know if it's the way that I type, but this one liked, like the Motorola Q keyboard misses a lot of keys for me. And I don't really know what the deal is with that. Um, the, the most, the, the most noticeable time is when I'm typing something like the word Google and I have to type in two O's at the same time, it will kind of, it won't pick up one of them. And, and, um, so that's annoying. So then you got to go back and, you know, whatever, enter it in. And so there you go. Uh, Hmm. you know, as far as other programs and applications, I've got Google maps on it already. I've downloaded the Java applet. They've got a, uh, for Gmail, they've got a Java program on here that allows it to, that to work for you um, with relatively no problems. Um, made another call this afternoon to my wife, and same thing, dead silence, another soft reset. I think in total, uh, and I had another one earlier, in or middle of the day as well, I was out at lunch and I was doing something monkeying around with it, and it got frozen. And Oh, I remember what it was. I, um, I got an email, and this was before I started to do some of the configuration. And when the email came in, I got the, the, the tone notice, but also it was vibrating at the same time. And the vibrating just stayed on. Oh, sure. Did not that, shut that's, off. That's, that's the more exciting version the, of the cell phone. Yes. And nothing would turn it off except for a soft reset. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm relatively certain that I've had either seven or eight soft resets in the first 24 hours of this phone. So, so I don't think I don't think I've had to do that many resets on the whatever three and a half years I've had my cell phone. It's um, it's interesting. I'm not I'm not really I'm not sold on it yet. So I wouldn't be. You know, Dave Sacconi, if you're listening to this show, um, I know you've tried the Titan two and you've used the software. Uh, obviously on that one, and I think at one point you mentioned you were either using the Tilt or had got to test it. Or anyone else who's been able to to test both of those devices, I I really need to know: is it the software that AT and T's put on this thing, or is it the Titan? Um, you know, or I mean, is it the the device itself? Is it Windows? Am I, have I just been away from Windows so long? Uh, you know, do I should I be really expecting this? I, yeah, you may have been spoiled by BlackBerry OS. I mean, oh my gosh, you know, and uh, it, it was just. 
I don't know. I, I will, you know, for, for to their credit, this thing is is just so feature packed. You know, I, I'm I, I need to give it time to try to enjoy it because it really has, at this point, everything that I could possibly be looking for. Um, it's just, boy, I you know, some of these things are just crazy. Oh, one more thing, and then we'll be off of this because I know we're you know we're into twenty minutes here, and all we've been talking about is this phone, but. The battery. I granted, I played with it today. I, I really did. You know, I was reading email on it. Um, I made a call for about twenty minutes in the middle of the day. Uh, I talked to my wife a couple of times total of maybe fifteen minutes. I would say that the, the counter on the device is under thirty minutes still for the day. I pulled in my driveway with the low battery warning going off today at ten percent oh. left. So no, I really don't know you know i'm looking at this box and it's saying four hours of talk time eight uh eight days of standby i'm gonna say probably an hour of talk time with you know or well maybe two hours of talk time on the battery and and bluetooth is off wi-fi is off um yes i'm doing push email i understand that's going to take some of it but i don't expect it to be that bad i mean come on this is a business device people are you know expecting them to perform like a blackberry so which i would i would go how long would how long would you go on your blackberry for uh heavy use two days two and a half days light use three four days i mean the 80 the the 8830 battery was was rock solid i would in and every weekend and this is not just some weekends every single weekend i would i it, it just worked out this way where my charging cycle would work where i would charge it on a friday morning and I would go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and I would almost always plug it in on Sunday nights so that I had a fresh charge for Monday morning. But on the occasional time that I didn't, I could easily make it through the majority of the day on a Monday. I mean, it was it was good, and and this one is just not. I I I don't know. That's that's just unacceptable to me. That may be because it's brand new too. I I have read that some batteries take a just a little bit to get to get kind of sunk in a little priming to them i guess yeah yeah no i understand that that's fine and and, and we'll see how it goes so you know I, again this is you know today is wednesday um and you know we're i'll i'm gonna be away this weekend and and we were talking and, and that's why we're doing it midweek and um so it, it was uh it, it's i'm gonna try it this weekend i'm gonna be traveling and it, this will be the real test this is where the the trio 700 wx fell short on me so i will i think i'll get a good idea of how this is going to be this weekend joey so um so then of course my next question is what is your alternative phone that you will pick <laughs> if uh this phone does not work out for you since you had so many options I, yeah at and so and that was that was another one of my reasons um you know the, everyone remembers how when i you know switched over to the blackberry it was basically out of desperation of just awful windows mobile um, experience and I figured Windows Mobile 6 may have helped a little bit but um, I'm looking at a couple of different things I would definitely consider a uh, the, the blackjack um, I would also consider the new Q I got to play a little bit with that yesterday and it does seem to be much more responsive than the CDMA version and I would have to I would have to definitely take a little bit of time to play with that but I do really like the Exchange um, integration that that they have with Windows Mobile, and that really is nice. Um, I would, of course, consider a Curve. I, the BlackBerry platform is just so solid, um, so I would consider going over to a Curve. I'm losing half of the stuff that I switched over to this Tilt for, though. No GPS. Um, no. Uh, well, wait a second. Does that does that one have the GPS? I'm trying to remember now. Now I got I got to consider that. But there's no 3G in it. Um, which we're going to get to later in one of our questions. And, um, you know, there's obviously no over-the-air calendar and contacts with the setup that I have. Um, the other option would be to to look at something like a, um, I, yeah, like the Pearl, I guess. And my wife got a Pearl. She got the black one, and that was... She's liking that one so far, trying to get used to it a little bit. But, um, you know, there there are definitely a number of options. The Pantech, that Pantech Duo that we talked about last week. That's, oh, sure. That's a neat little device. I really kind of like that. The, the yeah. slider the, to get you to the the twelve key and then uh, slide up for the QWERTY. Uh, that's just just made a whole lot of sense to me. 
Um, I never thought I would say I want a Pantech phone, but uh, but that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty good. So there are definitely some options, and I'll I should be able to figure something out. But like I said, I need to I need to take it on the road and, and really run it through its paces and and see how it functions for me through a weekend. And you've got the thirty day trial on it, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, so we'll just I get I guess I I kind of now that you mentioned that I'm, you know if the Centro if I don't like it. I, I don't know what an alternative would be as far as uh, phones because there there are none that I like. So yeah, I, I, maybe I can just send it back and keep using my current one. <laughs> you know what though, you're you're not quite as is you know shooting from the hip as I am on these types of things though. I mean, how ridiculous is it to pay an early termination fee to switch from Singular over to Verizon, not to then a year and a half later pay another early termination fee to switch back to the company that you were originally with? Um, and, uh, you know, in the meantime, have had six Qs, uh, a trio, a BlackBerry 8700, a BlackBerry 8800 series. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, and a 700 WX too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. They, I'm very rational about everything except for phones. And that's why I do this show <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise I would have absolutely no outlet. And I was talking to my wife on the way home, you know, she's working late tonight and I started to get into my frustrations with the 10 and I said, you know what? You don't even need to listen to it. I have my outlet tonight. We'll talk about it. I'll get out all my frustrations. And then from there, we'll, <laughs> you know, when you get home, then we'll just get to talk about our days and you won't have to listen to me complain about, about the problems that I have. So, <laughs> Anyway, so that's kind of where we're at on that. And uh, halfway into the show, we should probably talk about what we actually talk about in the show. And uh, I didn't want to get through uh, too much of this week and uh, or too much of the show with, of course, not talking about the Google phone. We did mention it on show number 75. And the Google phone is now official. Google had a press release, or excuse me, a press conference on Monday where they released uh, or they announced the details of what this device is going to be. Um, it is not a device, and so we don't want to call it one specific device. Rather, it's a quote-unquote open handset alliance with 34 different manufacturers and mobile operators. They've got some pretty big names, Joey, and I'm 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 intrigued at to where they're you know where we're going to see this head because when it comes down to it, to have companies that are working together like Intel, Texas Instruments, Sprint, T-Mobile, Motorola, Samsung. Um, Docomo, uh, China Mobile. I mean, they've got some pretty big names, you know, and I'm missing a lot, of, of course, here. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, you, you, can, you can explain this a little bit better, but it's essentially just a Linux operating system, right? Yeah, it, 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 you know, think of it as the Windows Mobile or Palm OS or Symbian or whatever runs on your, uh, whatever runs on your cell phone, uh, independent of the hardware, just kind of like, you know, if you go to, you know, Windows Mobile. You've got Motorola devices. You've got HTC devices. They're all running Windows Mobile, and you know, HTC or Motorola license uh, Windows Mobile from Microsoft. They pay Microsoft to install Windows Mobile on their device, and thus you, as the end user, have to you know some of the money that you spend for that phone goes to licensing the Microsoft OS on there. Now, in Google's case, that OS is going to be completely free. And they are not going to be charging licensing fees to use this this platform, uh, this OS platform, which is interesting because it'll intrigue hardware manufacturers because it'll save them money and allow them to charge less money for their phones. But at the same time, everything's going to be open on this uh, operating system. So uh, the SDK is going to be released, I think, sometime next week, they said. So software, you know, can be developed by anybody. And uh, it, it, you know, it remains to be seen if anybody will pick this device up, uh, you know, pick the OS up and create a device out of it, um, you know, other than just demo units. Uh, it, it, we'll just have to kind of see where it goes and to see what happens with it, see how much power they put into it. I mean, there's potential here where it'll do nothing. It'll just kind of, you know, phase out due to they, you know, didn't think the business model through straight and people just don't like it or who knows what. Or it could eclipse the iPhone. I mean, it is. It does have the potential to just blast right by that. And you know, with the the openness of the platform, it has that has that possibility. I mean, I I kind of think that it'll be just kind of middle of the road. 
It'll be around the Windows Mobile, Palm, Palm OS. It'll just be another entry in the, the device market because we haven't seen any clear, you know, huge uh, overtakers with the exception of the iPhone. So it's a, it's a, an exciting, interesting time here, especially with the, the Spectrum bid that Google's looking for. Granted, they don't have a, they're not creating a device and it's not going to be labeled a Google phone. But, you know, if they do win some Spectrum, it could, uh, it, you know, they may start building a, a Google-branded phone. So. Well, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the, the people who are listed here. And um, as the, the article that I'm looking at, the Gizmodo article, it states, it's interesting who's actually missing from this. Obviously, Apple and Microsoft are missing because what the heck would they need this OS for? Well, that's, comp- that's competition. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to have any, anything to do with that. Because Apple designs their own OS and Microsoft designs their own OS, right? So why would why would they want to get into it? Um, no, Nokia obviously using the Symbian operating system and BlackBerry using their own proprietary operating system uh, make a lot of sense. Now, why do you think Verizon and AT and T are mysteriously uh, you know out of this? <laughs> it's uh, is it because they don't think that they're going to need it? Do they do they not? really care about the you know what they're going to be doing or something completely different maybe they just didn't the agreements didn't work out properly yeah i would say at&t is probably busy with their their iphone and don't want to um do anything to that business and if at&t signed up with the google phone that's direct competition with the iphone and apple itself and i'm sure apple wouldn't like that and they probably don't want to do anything to jeopardize that relationship. And Verizon, well, I guess as we've, you know, as they, you know, bypassed on the iPhone and how their business model is, I guess they'll probably just sit back and wait and see what happens with this guy. Yeah, I, I'm hoping to see to see some of these these big names actually do something with it because you know the the easy thing to do is throw your name at it. And then at some point say, well, it didn't work out or it's not, you know, not what we ended up, you know, wanting to do with our, some of our devices or some, whatever it is. So I, I really hope that, that the bottom, you know, when it all shakes out at the end, that they, we still see some of these players actually doing things with them. Cause I, I could see that as being a first, you know. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully here, um, when it hits the, hits the market out, uh, the second half of next year in 08, um, Hopefully they'll hit the ground running. Yeah, because it, it from the story here they've been in development for over three years on it. So, um, it, it it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely will. Definitely will. Well, the next story we have here is um, I wouldn't uh, I I wouldn't say this is gonna it's gonna cater to everybody that's listening, but if you've got an iPhone out there and you may be interested in the new iTunes Radio service that's gonna be. Uh, coming out here. Uh, Apple looks like they kind of accidentally let out the fact that the iTunes radio service is going to be available. Um, Some of the iPhone people were um, having issues with the the, the data plans for overseas, um, you know, and, and when they would return home, their bills would be thousands of dollars. And so Apple has created, you know, these international, you know, plans uh, in the package, and then they, they gave this explanation, and they said, um, while using data on the iPhone uh, is, or while using data on the iPhone is free in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, international data roaming can get expensive very quickly. Um, that's why AT&T has created two international packages with more reasonable rates in 29 uh, countries. Um, where... How is this related to iTunes Radio? Well, in the fine print, they added because this is the story we talked about on Sunday, right? But in the fine in the fine print, AT and T points out that if you're going to be doing international travel, uh, consider that just 20 minutes of iTunes Radio takes 20 megabytes of data. Uh huh. So they're basically pointing out that uh, when you're using iTunes radio, it's going to take 20 megs of data, which of course would be extremely expensive if you do not have this data plan. Now, they're not officially announcing iTunes radio, but this is uh, kind of a leaked 
uh, information that an iTunes radio is probably coming. I thought it was kind of, uh, they just kind of threw that one in there, you know, <laughs> that that was just kind of a way to, uh, you know, to get that, to, that, that someone actually took the time to find that. That was, that was pretty unique. So, but, um, okay. So what's iTunes it. radio? Just the, it's just, it's just the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah. So I, okay. And I would imagine, and I would imagine iTunes radio will be something that if it is a megabyte per minute, the quality will be, uh, eh, CDs, you know, maybe CD, a little less than CD quality, uh, streaming music over the edge connection, which will of course saturate your edge connection. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it, hey, you know, it'll just be, uh, it'll be probably an option where they'll have, uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 channels maybe to stream, uh, quite possibly. Yeah. Maybe kind of online with a satellite radio. It, it'd be sort of like satellite radio offering, I would imagine. Fun fact for all you Brits out there, you guys send approximately one billion SMS messages per week. Uh, that's about 25% more that were sent during the same time period uh, just one year ago. That is equals the total number of messages sent in England during all of 1999. So wow, yeah, <laughs> talk about uh, talk about a, a a shift in in the way that the phone is used. You know, uh, coming from a I, I like I like that four thousand every second, four thousand text messages a second are sent, and that's you know, and quite honestly, that's you know, averaged over the course of an entire day, and of course, you know, two three in the morning, you probably have a lot fewer than you know seven eight at night. So one billion messages per week (laughs) uh next here t-mobile has uh hopped on the bandwagon of giving more flexible contracts to their subscribers they've changed the way that the early termination fees work and so starting today november 7th they are stating that uh, early termination fees will be reduced uh, over the course of a customer's contract uh the terms uh, will be finalized sometime during the uh, first half of 2008, and it will only apply to new customers and existing customers that choose to re-up their contract. So if you are a current T-Mobile customer, it's not going to go into effect uh, that your contract is, or that your termination fee is going to automatically just now be prorated. You're still going to have to jump in and um, pay that entire fee if you decide to leave T-Mobile. So getting close on uh, all the providers picking that up, Joey. I think what Sprint's probably the only one that's left on that. Uh, oh, the big four. I don't know about Altel, but uh, yeah, I, I I hope Sprint gets on there. Yeah, it's just a matter of time, I think, for them before they need to. Well, hey, speaking of Sprint, you ran into this next issue uh, earlier in the week, and we actually at one point you mentioned to me you thought it was because you had uh, purchased a new phone, re-upped your contract. But all of these Sprint.com accounts are down until November 9th, which uh, is, what, a total of four days that you're going to be without having internet uh, service to your account or access to your account? Uh, yes, yeah. It, it happened, what was it, yesterday or the day before that I, I, I just happened to log on to see if they had added the uh, services to my account that I had tried, you know, that I got on Monday. But, uh, of course, I wasn't able to log in with the same message showing on this screen here. And then later on, I received a text message uh, from Sprint on my phone that said something to the same effect with a different date on it. It was like one more day or one less day. I can't remember if it was. It said November 8th on there. And uh, it, it, it it's pretty bizarre. Um, I, I don't know why it would take four days to migrate a count over. And I, I had figured it was because I had changed my plan, and I did. Re- and we've we've uh, previously reported that a lot of users are getting moved over to the new ensemble billing system. But I don't know how if this happens to be everybody or if it just happens to be a large group that's happening right now. Well, the quote on the website is that we're migrating your account to our new billing system. During this time, you won't be able to sign on to Sprint.com or complete transactions through the Sprint Customer Care or Automated Voice System. If you send an account-related email to Sprint Customer Care, we'll respond after the migration is completed on November 9th. Okay, so what happens if your phone dies between now and November 9th? Then what do you do? I don't know. What happens if you try to get it if you've got a Centro that's supposed to show up by mail? Uh, sometime this week. Can I even activate it? Yeah. Oh, but you know what? They, in big, bold letters, say it's worth the wait because, ready, this is what it means to you. Number one, 
you receive their new easy to read monthly bill. And number oh boy. And number two, get access to our redesigned account management website where all the info and tools you need are right up front. Do you hear that, Joey? Wow. That's the sound of nobody caring. This is atrocious. <laughs> for what for what the, I mean I understand they they can't be as specific as we want them to be but to have their online system to be unavailable for that many days is really not good. I understand, you know, it's only available between the hours of 8 and 5 Eastern time or whatever and then the rest of the time they're working on it. But at least, you know, and during that time you have an option, you know, or maybe they're migrating certain customers over on one day and certain on another day. But this just seems you know, on, on the side of ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah, it certainly does. I, I don't know. What can you do? Yeah, you know, nothing. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be really annoyed if I get that new Centro and I'm stuck, stuck with it, uh, not being able to use it because of this. I would be as well. Well, just one device here that we want to talk about today, and that is the BlackBerry Pearl 8130, and it is making its way to TELUS. Uh, up in Canada. It is going to be available for $200 Canadian on a three-year contract, $400 on a two-year contract, or $450 on a one-year contract. Uh, $500 if you don't sign up for any sort of uh, renewal with them. Uh, it has an EVDO radio in it, uh, so that means TELUS is on the CDMA network. The two-megapixel camera and, of course, all the other goodies that the BlackBerry has uh, this is a good step for them. I know Verizon's got theirs out now, and um, so the CDMA providers are finally getting in on this, you know, on these pearls because they've been very popular on the GSM networks over the past uh, few years, and um, so it's good for them that they're finally starting to get them. Uh, software side here, the BlackBerry also in the news on this, and they are now allowing the removal of the IT policy. Uh, what that means is uh, IT the IT policy is when you have a BlackBerry that's been configured on a Bez server, um, you have limited access to do different things if you take that device off the BlackBerry, off the Bez. Um, firewall options uh, get changed, and so those go back to default configurations. Uh, any software restrictions that are put on place by the Bez, um, such as uh, event injection, um, those are all, you know, configurable now. So basically, if anything has been put on your device that's been restricted or whatever, you can now get a, uh, a get it wiped very um, effectively back to the point where you can activate it on another Bez uh, with no restrictions or, you know, just on a BlackBerry internet server if you want. Yeah, and we, we had a story similar to this uh, last year, I believe, at one point where they had released the option on the enterprise server to remove the policy, but now only if you have device with OS 4.3.0 and above, you can do this. So you got to remember, you have to have that brand new OS in order to, to do this on your own. But now you can do it on your own without the help of the enterprise server to, to wipe the policy. So this basically opens up the phone for you to resell or whatever else you want to do with it um, if you have that new OS. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, good news. And as they mentioned at the bottom of this story, it's a nice alternative to the policy.bin procedure, which I believe that's the one that you were just referring to. Uh-huh. Yep. Some questions and comments here for us. First one is a comment from Harry. He says, I just read and listened to a few reports on Google's new Android project. As an avid mobile device user, this was really exciting news. However, they kind of listed out everything that cell phone junkies don't like about the current state of affairs and say, we will fix that. I think Google and the other companies involved have written themselves a big order. Good luck to them. It's great to see somebody in there trying to make some things better because the mobile device world is going to continue to explode as it has for the past seven years or so. Following Moore's law, processors will continue to get faster. Display technology will continue to improve. Memory costs will continue to go down. Uh, all good news for us as long as us software guys can, uh, as long as the software guys can keep up. And Google has the venerable enemy, or excuse me, army of talent ready to take on that challenge. So thank you very much, Harry, for those comments. Uh, I agree with you on that. We're definitely going to see some different things coming from uh, the Android project. Question from Sean. He says, do you have any idea if RIM has plans to offer its devices with 3G radios in them anytime soon? I'm an AT&T customer, and using the Edge network brings back memories of dial-up. 
Well, the answer to that um, is there are Blackberries out there right now that have a 3G radio in them. However, those Blackberries run on the CDMA networks. So you can pick up the 8800 series devices, the 8700 series devices, or the 8100 series devices, all with EVDO uh, radios in them, giving them 3G speeds. Looking on AT&T's website, you'll notice that the Curve, the Pearl, the 8800, the 8700 all are edge only. So as far as a timing is when they're going to come out, I don't think they've released anything as far as timing. But, um, you know, that's, that's, you know, yet to be so seen. That'll yeah. be, so that'll be at least six months, at least six months before you see a device. You know, if we have no announcements out right now of any 3G support for GSM, then it'll be at least six months before uh, we see one. That's... That's my yeah. That's kind of how I'm looking at that. I haven't I haven't seen anything, and we always see the FCC stories break as well. You know, as these de- devices are getting tested, so that'll be a good indication on when a radio get introduced into one of these. But at this point, I do not I, I, believe there's. I any. can't, and I can't imagine they're not working on it. Oh, of course they're. You know, they have to be. At the same time, I would I would encourage. Um, and this question was from Sean. I would encourage you, Sean, to take a look um, on YouTube, and I think it was Gizmodo, if I remember correctly, did a side-by-side comparison of an Edge BlackBerry versus one of the new uh, T-Mobile BlackBerries that's got the Wi-Fi radio in it. And Oh, yes, yes, that's right. We've mentioned that We've briefly. talked about this in the past. And at this point, it does not appear that it's going to improve the quality of the speeds that you're seeing while you're doing your web browsing. That's right, because the processor of the phone can't handle the data any faster than the ed- edge connection anyway. So uh, they probably need processor upgrades and a lot of other upgrades before it'll even do you any good. Exactly, exactly. Well, on to the next one. Question here from Ryan. He says, hey, Mickey, how's it going? Just wanted to ask your opinion. Do you recommend the iPhone? As you know, I have the HTC 8125. I really like the phone. The one thing I don't like is the size. It's huge. To be honest, I'm getting used to it. I am considering getting an iPhone for myself for Christmas. I have a reservation of getting uh, on getting it, but I wanted your opinion. Uh, the tilt looks nice as well, but I don't have an upgrade until May. However, I am paying $20 for unlimited data on AT&T M8125. If I upgrade anytime, I may be, quote-unquote, discovered. So I need to be careful on if I upgrade or not. Well, I wouldn't say that I don't recommend the iPhone, but it really depends on your use, of course. It's not just a black and white, get it or don't get it. Uh, it's a great multimedia device. It's got one of the best touch screens on the market right now. It's obviously a very good music and video player. That being said, if you're using it for uh, work connectivity, uh, it may not be the perfect device for you. The 8125 does have a lot of features that the the iPhone doesn't as far as exchange synchronization and all that kind of stuff. A lot more support for native third-party applications, unlike the iPhone, which will not see any of those until February at the earliest of next year. So that being said, your $20 a month for your 8125 data plan, um, I signed up and I really had zero choice on it for when I got the tilt last night. I was paying the 40 bucks at a minimum. I could have gotten a better plan, but that was the bare minimum uh, plan that I had to go with for the tilt. And uh, also, I think the story was last week. Uh, did we not mention that Windows Mobile 6 is available for the 8125? Uh, that, well, that was the 8525. Oh, that was the 8... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I think there is... I think there's an upgrade for it. Is there not? Or is that not true? Um, I don't know. We'll have to take a look here for it. But I, th- I think you may be right. I think that was one that they... I thought they already announced that one. Because that, that had, yeah, I, that had I Windows Mobile so 5. And I think they upgraded it way, a while back. So anyway, anyway, check that check 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 to see if there's an update for that. That may help you out at least just for uh, keep you going until the iPhone uh, maybe looks a little more uh, enticing. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really depends on what you want to use it for. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not recommend it to somebody, but I'd I'd have to know what you're gonna use it for. I I just can't in all good consciousness say, oh yeah, go ahead and get it. So. Question here from Ezra. Ezra says, I've had my Trio 650 for three to four years. I got it shortly after it came out to replace the 600 model. Uh, and I, I have a background mail op, uh, and I have a background mail getting operation I can't seem to stop. It checks for email every five minutes and alerts me with a blinking asterisk that the default scheduled um, 
get failed every five minutes. If I, uh, I am using the default VersaMail application and I've tried deleting all 13 VersaMail databases with the two, with the free uh, FileZ application and reset up all of my Gmail-based IMAP email accounts without automatic checking for email. But the error message continues every five minutes. Side note, I planned on uh, plan to put off getting an iPhone until third-party legitimate apps uh, and the ability to cut and paste are available to replace all the apps I use on my trio. Uh, what I'm asking is for a best practice to reformat and refresh the installation. Given my situation, I use the missing sync instead of the Palm desktop to synchronize data with my Mac um, and, um, and splash money, uh, let's see, mVoice, screenshot, auto mobile, my Bible, and one password. Uh, is a hard reset my only course of action? And would it work if I did it? I'd be happy um, to be able to delete VersaMail altogether, but I have not figured out to how to do it yet. So, Mr. Palm, what sort of recommendation do we have here for Ezra? Well, from what I found on some uh, forum browsing and Palm support site, is it looks like you're on the right track there with deleting the uh, VersaMail um, databases that's what looks like they recommend doing uh follow the steps in the link um on their support site which it looks like it's a article id 36541 it's not the same symptom that you report but i i I found some uh forum posts that that uh lend that solution to work for them to fix that error that you're receiving so um it looks and then some of the people that i across they had posted that they ended up having to do a hard reset and reloading up each application one by one to fix the problem um so you may end up having to do that as well so unfortunately it looks like it's going to be a little bit of work to try to get rid of that uh message yeah well but it's uh it's it's a good find here and it's on the kb.palm.com site and that uh, article number again was three six five four one and on the uh the iphone question it kind of ties back in with Ryan's question about the iPhone. Yeah, uh, copy and paste seem like such uh, simple functions that, that, that aren't available. It, it's kind of baffling in some respects. So, yeah, I would say put off the iPhone. If, if that's definitely a thing, you know, you, you can wait a few more months for the iPhone to improve a little bit for uh, legitimate apps and the uh, copy and paste hopefully would come to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for that one to come out. Uh, in one of these next releases for it. So I think we'll be seeing sometime soon the 1.1.2 release of the software uh, as they come out with the new uh, language support for the device. And um, so we talked about that last week. Probably see it coming up here soon. So, Well, Joey, that's, uh, that's the brief news for the week and the, the rant session about the tilt. <laughs> so um, if you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to give us a call, 602 602- Nine zero three four one one six, or shoot us an email at questions at thecellphonejunkie.com. And I uh, mentioned it on the last show, and I've already got about 20 people that are in the, the Facebook group of The Cell Phone Junkie. So that's, that's a lot of fun. So if you're interested in that, hop on over. Um, if you're having trouble finding it, it's actually uh, group ID um, is... Uh, I'm not going to read this off here. I'm going to put a link in the show notes because it's going to make it a lot easier. But when you do a search for the cell phone junkie, there's another cell phone junkies one that comes up with some pretty little diamond encrusted cell phone cases. Yeah, that's not the one. So make sure if you're interested in joining our Facebook group that you click on the or go to the link that I'll send over to you or at least search for the group ID number. And until next time, Joey, I appreciate it and uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.